Scott Moon is a 25-year industry veteran, the owner and founder of Salon SOS, which is an industry-focused digital marketing resource and service company. Scott brings marketing education and his industry experience to help salon professionals increase success in the salon and in their business. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes, and I'm your host. Today, I'm with Scott Moon. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm great. Thanks, Robert. Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, just backstory, Scott reached out to Hairdresser Strong and uh, we had a conversation about what he does and uh, we talked about how this could be potentially be a valuable conversation and resource for stylists of all levels. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, first of all, like, let's get to know you. Like how, how like, oh, first of all, are you a um, operator? Are you a hair, hair operator? I am not a service provider, uh, but I have been in the beauty industry for over, uh, over close to 25 years now. I was working with one of the largest manufacturers of beauty products in the in the salon industry uh, for many years on the marketing front. So uh, from there, was working you know directly with obviously distributors and salons, stylists alike. You know, present at all hair shows. I was general manager for the top top hair color line in uh, in the Canadian marketplace for for four years, um, and I really had an amazing amazing experience uh, there, being sort of head of all the education, all the marketing uh, that was happening in the marketplace to really you know help provide more resources, tools for you know everyone that we were touching to help them grow their businesses. Nice. Cool. So how'd you get into it? How'd you just get into the industry in the first place? Were you in working in the same space and the same disciplines in other industries? Or have you, yeah, tell us your story. Yeah, I mean, I started, obviously, you know, I was a marketing, a marketing graduate out of university, uh, sort of started down that path and ended up you know, getting an opportunity to have a, a marketing role inside of you know this beauty company. I, I don't know if you want names or not. Um, yeah, sure. Names are cool. Yeah, I mean, so I worked with. I, I was hired by L'Oreal, um, yeah. and you know, I was in charge of marketing for you know some of their some of their smaller product lines. Um, and when I first started, I was actually working on the product lines that were sold through mass retailers like you know drugstores and grocery stores and whatnot so the first part of my career was kind of in that in that realm and after about six or seven years um you know they offered i had grown to be marketing director in that scope and they offered me you know the chance to switch divisions and work in the professional salon division working on obviously the product lines that were you know distributed and, and sold to salons and i thought that that would be you know, an interesting opportunity. And little did I know, though, that that decision to accept that offer and, and switch internally has completely shifted and changed the course of my not only professional career, but my personal mission. I became so connected to the people. I really felt like it, it felt like home for me. I'm a very people oriented person. And I just all of a sudden felt the the strength and quality of the relationships that existed, you know, whether it be the distributors, most of them being, you know, sort of small family oriented businesses that had been through generations, 
and then connecting with, you know, salon owners and stylists who, again, often were either, you know, family businesses or very independent businesses where people were putting their livelihoods into this and so open to collaboration, to information, to kind of work together. And it just spoke to me so, so, so powerfully. And I'll never forget one particular moment. I was at a, a hair show that we were hosting and a hair salon owner came up to me. I had met them on a couple of occasions at, at various shows. She came up to me. She was a little bit emotional. Um, and she gave me a massive hug. And she thanked me. She wasn't really thanking me personally. She was thanking us more of the company and, you know, all the support that we had given her. But, you know, she was crying and just so grateful and thankful for everything that we were doing to help her, you know, with her business, because that that was her life. and. It really has stuck with me. I mean, that happened probably 13 to 15 years ago. And I'll never forget that moment because I think it really, really drove me to recognize that my mission that I want to pursue was to do everything that I could to help salon professionals have, you know, have success, have the tools, have the knowledge that they needed to be successful in their craft. And that's kind of what I've dedicated myself to do. Okay, cool. So, uh, so let's say um, so. How so? You left L'Oreal, right? You left corporate world. What was so? You transitioned into, um, I guess, building your own business. Salon SOS is your business, yeah. and and offering your services. First, first question: uh, How did did you did you have? I, I'm assuming you had some level amount of relationships established before you did this. So was that like how you got started based on the relationships of previous that you had built uh, working working in the industry before? A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I had a pretty strong network within the industry, both directly with salon owners, stylists, educators, distributors, and you know, I had a, a vision of a lot of tools and resources that I felt that our industry could could really benefit from and decided, you know, that it wasn't being wasn't really being offered, you know, specific to our industry. And I, I wanted to provide that and I felt like I could have a much stronger impact kind of doing that and being much more sort of on on the ground almost, you know, with salons every day as opposed to in the corporate world where there's a lot of internal focus and, and time that's spent. So yeah, I got started really just by kind of connecting out outreach through the network that I had already established to say, hey, you know what, here's some new tools and resources that um, you know, that are that are being developed and uh, and offered. And that sort of got the ball rolling. So what are what type of tools are we talking about specifically? Yeah. So I mean we we provide everything, let's say marketing online. So that starts with websites, right? So we, uh, we design and manage websites for salons and salon professionals. And I think one of the key things there really is we don't just build a website, uh, you know, charge a bunch of money and then wipe our hands with it. Um, we actually maintain the websites on an ongoing basis. And we've created super affordable, you know, the kind of the mission behind Salon SOS is simple and affordable digital marketing solutions for the salon and spa industry. So we've set it up in a super affordable way uh, that we can actually maintain the sites for salons on a regular basis. 
we offer Google search engine optimization work. So helping salons get their websites ranked higher in Google when people are doing searches for, you know, hair salon in whatever city or hairstylist in whatever city that that would be. We do social media work. All right. So we certainly do lots of trainings and also we do content development services for salons that, you know, that want that third party sort of help. We have a very powerful salon loyalty app that allows each salon to have their own personalized app where customers would get it on their phones, come in, they can scan a code at the salon to earn points, you know, into their account, which they would see in their app. And obviously because it's digital, the salon is able to have communication back and forth, set up personalized offers and coupons for those customers. And it becomes a very interactive and engaging tool to not only drive sales, but, you know, long-term customer loyalty uh, as well. So those are sort of a few of the few of the services that we do. Obviously, we depending on you know salon needs, we do things like helping with email campaigns and blog writing, and uh, we do have some e-commerce uh, solutions as well for online stores. Really trying to provide whatever services the salons need. Do you do you provide um, education so people can do it themselves, uh, or are you providing the service? So you know, because I hear ongoing, but I also heard education. Or like, if someone came in and it's like, "Hey, I don't have a big budget. Can you teach me to do some of this stuff?" Is that an option as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, we try to do we try to do a little bit of everything. So our first focus is education. We have a an online digital marketing academy, uh, which has, you know, we've got YouTube videos with all sorts of digital tips, strategies, ideas, etc. Um, we have our own, you know, industry podcast where we sort of interview uh, you know, top salon owners who are successful on on social media, you know, salon professionals that are successful and sort of highlighting best practices and tips. And we do little mini capsule uh, podcasts about digital marketing topics as well. We have, you know, blog articles on a regular basis. And all of our social media content is really all about education, tips, tricks. So we sort of start with that. But then we do also offer the services for salons that, you know, just don't have the time to do it themselves, don't have enough of the knowledge, you know, to sort of do it themselves. And sometimes you just need an actual software, you know, platform. If it's, you know, the loyalty, the loyalty app, for example, like you need an actual software, you know, to perform that. So we have that available for those that want the support on the execution side. Okay, cool. So um, question, I very curious, but when you're working with people, I feel like I always want to know what are the most common areas, uh, the areas with the biggest deficits and uh, in in know-how. And I would think that would be interesting. I think it would also be interesting to hear what my fellow hairdresser comes to the table with, like what knowledge they come to the table with that you have to dispel or train them out of. Like, are there things that people be like, they think they know something, but they're maybe uninformed or misinformed. I feel like there's always something like that. Is is Do you experience anything like that? Yeah, I'd say the biggest one that we come across is that some salons or salon professionals feel like their social media profiles is enough. That all they need to do is just, you know, be active on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, some are starting on TikTok 
and that that's enough for their marketing. And they, they either don't have a website or, you know what, they have a, a stale website that they just really haven't touched or updated in many years. And the reality is that everything kind of works together as, a, as an ecosystem, right? You can't say that you just, you know, only need to have a website, but no social media or only have social media, but not have a website or only have, uh, you know, uh, an, an online store, but not an actual, you know, regular website. It kind of all needs to work together. The website really is a foundational piece of your marketing strategy. It's your online window that you control completely the image, the look, the information. When you're just relying on your social media profiles, you're on borrowed space, right? If Instagram and Facebook, uh, you know, decide to go a different direction tomorrow, they sell the company and some new owner comes in and they can make all sorts of changes. You don't own, you know, the followers that are that are on your profiles. You don't own the layout and how information is shown. You don't even own your ability to control who's actually seeing and not seeing your posts. It's all run by, you know, the algorithms. So, you know, a website is, that's why I always say it's kind of your foundational piece. And then everything, the work that you can do within Google, right, to get yourself ranked higher, that's sort of an ongoing opportunity to just constantly have people coming and visiting yourself, your, your page, your site to discover you. It's a great way to be gaining new clients. Social media is really powerful to be staying engaged with existing clients, your existing followers, right? Building a relationships uh, with people, so you can kind of take them from the getting to know you phase, right? And sort of build that relationship over time to the point where they now might consider, you know, coming to see you as an actual client, or maybe they're already clients, you know, that are following you, and it just kind of keeps them engaged and keeps them connected to you, so that they continue in the future. Nice. So we uh, we've been talking a lot about customer experience on the show, and uh, like I we believe that like a big you know auditing your entire customer experience. Well, there's there's a there's a lot of there's a conversation to be had about customer service and salon etiquette, but uh, the experience extends beyond the walls of your your brick and mortar, and so. Would you talk a little bit about um, any sort of like breakdowns in the customer experience outside of the salon, you know, in, in either leading up, whether it's awareness or booking or communication before and after a visit? Would you talk a little bit about that, what you see um, in terms of like what some people are doing and then all but and then follow that up with what what you believe to be like a best practice and some maybe some shifts or changes or mindset adjustments or tweaks or whatever yeah absolutely there's a lot uh, there's a lot in there uh that you uh, that you highlighted so <laughs> i might just kind of share best practices kind of along the way in terms of what we you know are seeing with let's say you know the top you know the let's say the top 20% of industries sort of what they're doing and and those that maybe who are not doing some of these things can can learn from it but it is definitely where where the industry is going i mean if you think about it consumers are on their phones constantly i mean we are a digitally connected society and if you think outside of the salon industry you know consumers are using their phones to you know look up and research 
all sorts of other businesses, whether it be restaurants, whether it be, you know, hotels for travel uh, and whatnot, you know, we're, we're searching for things on our phones constantly. So it's the same kind of, they're searching for, you know, if they're in the market for a new salon or a new stylist, they are doing search. And that's where the whole Google aspect that we talked about a little bit earlier comes into play. They also want the convenience of online booking as much as, there's still a large part of our industry right in the salon world that is kind of resistant to online booking consumers want that that convenience and it's definitely something that you know we would highly encourage people you know to look at incorporating into their business and for those that say oh like you can't like this customer doesn't know how long of an appointment it's going to be da, 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 da. Um, and we need to do a consultation first just recognize that there are probably, you know, a solid 25% of the industry that they're already doing it. They've figured it out um, and they will be stealing consumers bit by bit because consumers want that. So you might as well figure a way to make it happen. You don't have to jump all in with both feet right off the bat. You could incorporate online booking, but only have it available, let's say, for returning guests, right? But brand new guests have to have a first time consultation potentially. You could open up the online booking only for certain services, right? If you're concerned with some of the more technical color services um, and the consumer's ability to, to choose properly, you could have those ones not available, you know, in the online booking. So there are ways that you can kind of still get into online booking. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Then once you do have, you know, a, a guest appointment, you can utilize digital from a consultation standpoint, right? You can be connecting with that guest prior to the visit to potentially get a sense, you know, they could be sharing some pictures of sort of what they're thinking about uh, online. Depending on your timing, you could actually do some of your consultation, you know, virtual consultation before they arrive, which would actually save you time. So you're not running behind in your schedule the day of and i feel there's lots of benefits because the when you talk about what you were saying the consumer experience right it actually elevates you as a service provider that you're having a little bit more of a modern approach by doing sort of a digital virtual consultation and it can at the same time create a bit of excitement right for the guest if you have a conversation with them sometime like within a week of that service visit you know, it kind of gets them thinking about it and excited about it as well. So there's a lot of benefits to doing that pre-work. And I'd say post-visit, um, you know, a couple of things that, that we like to, to recommend is send them home, send the guest home with some kind of video tutorials, right? So you can set it up if you want as like a gift with purchase, right? So if they purchase certain products, they're going to receive little tutorial videos that you've created about how to use that product, right? That's a way to sort of extend your expertise and, and show up with them between visits because they're kind of watching you. You could even film, if you're a stylist, you could film your actual finishing process with that guest. Um, it doesn't take you any extra time. You're already, you know, uh, doing the, the blowout and the styling. You could film that and explain what you're doing, what products you're using, how you're holding the brush, how you're holding the blow dryer, um, you know, whether you're going, what you're doing with the roots with, versus the, the ends. And that could be an amazing tool for that guest to be able to help them recreate their look, you know, between visits and feel that much more connected to you. And it's an experience 
that they would not be getting from 99% of other stylists, which can really help elevate you versus your competition, again, by utilizing some of these digital tools that we have available to us and really start wowing your customers. So those would be sort of a couple areas that I you know, would highlight. I think that people can be elevating customer experience using technology. Nice. Cool. This is great. Well, it definitely sounds like um, you're, you're definitely sounds like you have, uh, you know what you're talking about. I definitely get that. And, um, and I love this uh, stuff about the pre and post uh, visit. I, I think that, you know, when I'm looking, I see like tiny little, tiny little pieces of information that people can string together. But I think that, you know, the audience just got like a nice little package of of things that they could be looking at and doing and considering adjusting or shifting in some ways to enhance the customer's experience. Um, I think I'd be really interested to dive into some of these things in a little with a little more depth and uh, but I think we should save that for another the next time we talk. Um, as uh, as we wrap up this conversation, you know, we got a chance to get to know you. We got a chance to like hear what you were seeing and the, some of the suggestions that you're making for for stylists at all levels. Really, it sounds like salon owners, suite owners, and even salon stylists can make some of these adjustments. And this is I consider to be valuable. So if you're listening or watching, please let us know if uh, you picked up something or you understand the value of this information and um, tell us what you plan on doing with it. Uh, as we wrap up, would you like to give any like pieces of advice to any, like, you know, maybe three different groups of people, maybe like a salon owner, a suite owner, and then a someone that's up and coming? Sure. Let's start with the salon owner. I would say the one thing that you really need to be thinking about is if you want to be attracting right the latest and greatest staff to come and work for your salon, you have to set yourself, you know, apart as a salon that is taking advantage of these modern technologies because the younger generation they're coming in and they've grown up with, you know, mobile phones and, and this technology, and they're accustomed to it. If you're still, you know, a, uh, you know, let's say a slightly older generation salon owner, and you haven't been adopting technology, or you've been, you know, just sort of getting someone on your team to take care of it for you, that doesn't really set you apart uh, as a place that the new generation stylists are going to want to come and work for. So I think that's really important that you start to sort of recognize that, that you have to get yourself set up uh, digitally, right, to be able to attract the next generation of stylists coming in the industry. So that's one. We talk about independent suite owners. I think it's really important that you recognize that you are your own business, right? You are a, still an actual business, uh, even if you're just a one, you know, one person show, and you might have done it because you wanted, you know, the complete flexibility in your own, you know, your own space. But you still have to look at it as a business, and you're going to have turnover of clients, you know, which means that you have to constantly be bringing new clients in, and where social media might be even more important, you know, for you as an individual, because you can really, you know, uh, develop a, a strong sort of platform there. Uh, I just say it's important to consider 
making sure that you stay atop of education and use on the business front and look at you know systems that can help you to be more efficient right because you don't have support network probably of, of people to to help out so making sure that you do some research about different technologies and, and systems that can help you just be more efficient the online booking is obviously a given but you know apps app-based systems that can kind of help you have communication tools and, and uh messaging back and forth with clients in automation tools really really important and then if we're looking for an you know up and coming up and coming stylist in the industry you know they've grown up typically with technology and are a little bit more comfortable than the previous generations i think it's important for them to you know help push the envelope a little bit right um and not just doing my own thing sort of selfishly i think you know we always benefit the most in our industry when we have collaboration and you know if you're coming in to a salon environment with other stylists owners who maybe don't have the same level of comfort and, and knowledge that you do think it's important you can kind of learn from each other you could be helping you know uh, share some of your tips and best practices because you're probably way more let's say active and you know comfortable on social media for example and you can be sharing that with some of the older stylists and they can be sharing with you some of the, you know, customer experience, customer service, um, you know, techniques that they've learned over the years. And I think you can kind of work in a collaborative manner by sort of sharing best, best knowledges and practices. I love, love, love all of this. And I really love that last part because uh, I just actually had a conversation earlier today about um generational differences and uh the salon like the customer's experience and uh and i think i love that part point where you make you made where like a salon owner who may be of in uh, a higher level generation <laughs> older and um they might not be they might be able to learn some stuff from the young people and uh, i love the fact that which i think everyone i think is could pretty much agree with but that in terms of like technology and this customer experience before they get into the salon their digital space but also like once the customer comes into the salon these young people can then learn then the role can reverse and these young people can learn something that um, they have a lot less exposure to in this digital world and that's inter personal communication etiquette and stuff like that to enhance the customer's experience while in the salon or in the shop so i love that thank you so much for sharing and uh coming on the show and uh, i look forward to continuing this conversation and diving into some more specific things that people can do and maybe give a little more detail uh so so just to bring even more value to this conversation uh but we'll save that for next time so until then, thanks again for coming on the show. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This was a fun, uh, fun conversation. Hope, uh, hope some people, you know, picked up, uh, picked up a little idea or two that can help them in their in their day to day to be just, you know, at least one percent better. That's the goal, right? Absolutely. Awesome. And if you want to get a hold of Scott, just check out the description below. There will be information for you to connect. All right. Until then, I'll see you later.